Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the What The Fart Like podcast. Matt and I are really excited to spend about the next hour or so with you for some light-hearted running theme chatter. Isn't that right, Matt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Before we get started, though, if you do enjoy the show today, you can just take a moment to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. Also, if you are listening through Apple Podcasts, if you could take a moment to give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate it. We're also really active on social media, and we'd love to hear what you think of the show. You can get us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, as well as through our dedicated email address. All the info is in our bio. Last but not least, if you do want to listen to some more of our ramblings, we have a whole back catalogue of shows, some really good ones on there. So please do go back and see what you think. With that being said, Matt, should we get on with the show? Let's do it. Are you alone or a groupie? How do you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy or shoot a black gun? Whatever your ability, this is the place to be. So welcome to the What The Fuck They Fun community. If you're 17, 25, push it in too. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Welcome to the What The Fuck They Fun community. Welcome to the What The Fuck They Fun community. Bonjour, Monsieur Taylor. Ooh, a bit of French. <laughs> Bonjour, uh, that's it, that's all I've got. Petit peu de français pour toi? Oui. Bonjour tout le monde et bienvenue à épisode numéro 7 de the What the Fart Like podcast. Did you like my little French accent at the end? The pod- I do the whole, I'll do the whole episode like this. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hello, welcome to episode seven of the What the Fartley podcast. My name is Rob. And I am Mate- Mate- Mateus. <laughs> Matt. Mateus, that's German, isn't it? I don't know. One of... My name's Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt from, from Rotherham. <laughs> How are we doing, mate? You all right? I'm, I'm spot on, mate, and you? Yeah, good, thank you. How's your week been? I saw somebody did a proper run this week. I did. Today I've been out for a, a little uh, a little 5k uh, just down the road and back. Super, super slow though. Super slow. I don't want to be uh, doing anything too uh, too hard work, too much like hard work at the minute. So yeah, did just a uh, 10 minute mile pace, so nice and easy. Did you make sure you posted on your Strava that it was a recovery run and that's why? <laughs> no, I, I made sure I put uh, super, super slow. <laughs> <laughs> You're I've, such a Strava wanker. <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually, um, I've actually, yeah, I forgot what I'm going to say now. <laughs> just, just for context, guys, um, Matt is so proud of uh, people of how he performs on Strava that when he runs with me, and I probably run my slow run is about probably thirty seconds a mile slower than Matt's. Matt has to point out on Strava that he's run with me, and that's why he's running at nine minute miles and not eight minute thirties. I, I, I do, I do, I do not. That's, that's not what I do, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I have said to myself though, at the minute for up until Christmas, I'm not going to run any quicker than nine minute mile pace, just to try and get this recovery back into uh, back in. So if so if you do see runs that are like nine minute plus miles, that's why I'm, I'm recovering. That's why I'm doing. <laughs> you, you still, you, even though I'm clearly making fun of you for it, you're still <laughs> pointing it out to everybody. Uh, I run with nine minute miles, mate. I run nine minute miles all the time. Yes, I do. There's nothing wrong with it. Heart rate training. No, I'm just not very fast. <laughs> well, th- there is that. There is that. Uh, so, <laughs> how, how did it feel then, mate? How, how did the uh, how did the five k feel? 
Yeah, it felt all right. Yeah, my uh, my car felt a little bit niggly, but nothing that I can't really handle. It's it's not there weren't any sort of major pains or anything. So car I'm happy with it. You drove my car. Th- car. <laughs> I was like, that's not a run, Matt. That's just you driving with your Garmin on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Enough about me, anyway. What about you, Rob? What have you been up to? Um, not yeah, much again. Not much. No, no, this week's been pretty good, actually. I did uh, I did a couple of runs. I did what I said I was going to do. So I've cut out the speed work, and I've just started running for, for fun. So I've been out twice this week, and I'm going out again tomorrow, running with friends as well, which is nice, not running on my own, so... It's been quite good. I've covered about 20-odd miles already this week, so nice finishing about 30, I reckon. It's pretty That's good. a decent mileage. Mm, good. Uh, what have we got on the show today, Matthew? Uh, we've got, actually, a wildy story, believe it or not. Have we? Yes, we got the email, didn't we? So we've got a wildy story. Uh, we've got our good lady friend, uh, Louise, for the interview later on. Yeah, so Lou's a good story, isn't she? So I um, really enjoyed doing this one. Lou has recovered from a broken hip mm-hmm. to get back into running, which is scary when you think about it. That's a life-changing injury, isn't it? And So her story is really cool. Um, yes. So looking forward to talking to Louise. What else we got? Uh, obviously the Mate Matt run. Uh, got mate, it's not the Mate Matt run challenge, though, is it? It isn't. It's the Mate Nat run this week. So we've got Nat, our uh, one of the... Producers on this show, Natalie, she's coming on. She's uh, going to be doing a, a Morty. Yeah, yeah, Morty the Monster from uh, Metal Munchers, that we spoke about yep. last week. Uh, good news story, and then that's it. That's what's us done. Is that going to be us for the day? Uh, what about a Would You Rather to get started? Oh, yes. Uh, fair, fair enough. I was about to do you, though, this time. Oh, you're going to do me? <laughs> Not like that, Robert. <laughs> At least buy me a drink first, Matthew. This is this is a family show, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, okay. I don't think that's what people pay the money for, to be honest. When it comes to would you rather, but no, go on. You you, you do me. Wait, wait, people pay for this. Uh, yeah, mate. I'm making I'm making six figures, aren't you? Uh, we're gonna have to review this contract, Bob. <laughs> two curly whirlies. <laughs> two two we're sold sold. We're done. <laughs> no, go on. Okay, would you rather me? I'm so, ready. Would you rather yeah. have your own personal chef or yeah. personal trainer? Ooh, that's that's not as I, I thought it was going to involve poo somehow. If I'm honest, <laughs> <laughs> that's quite highbrow for you. Well, if you think and, about it, it does it does involve poo. If you if you got the personal chef, it, it kind of swings round to involving poo somehow. What? Because I will eventually poo out the food he makes. But, yes. Oh, okay, there you go. Brought See? it down. Brought it down. Um. I think def- I think a chef. To be fair, I I, I do quite enjoy cooking, but mm. I'm not very good at it. So I think my family would say a personal chef, <laughs> and I don't think I. And to be honest, I think I know everything about running because I read Runners World. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd, I. Don't, I in my head, it's like who need? I don't need. I don't need a professional running coach. Can I? Can I just interject? Uh, you don't know much about running because you managed to get me injured. <laughs> You got yourself injured. You told me to come and do these sessions, and I got injured from it. So there you go. Blaming me? Yes, I am. <laughs> so what you're going for then? Your personal chef? Personal chef, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think I run at a good enough standard to need to be coached. <laughs> I, I, I suppose having a personal chef as well, you, you'd you'd have to eat the meals that they provided, so it'd be maybe a bit healthier. Mm. For, for me, for me, for me, anyway, because I well, for you, yeah. 
14 <laughs> kebabs a week tailor over there. <laughs> you don't get a body like this without eating kebabs, pal. <laughs> Shall we move on? Shall yeah, we move on? Yeah. I want to talk about your wife for a minute, Paul, to be honest. Oh, you're always talking about my wife. Uh, well, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can have her. <laughs> <laughs> She does listen to this part. You gotta take the kids as well, though. <laughs> no, that's not in the deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you met my <laughs> kids. <laughs> it's not worth it. I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing again. Yeah, go uh, on. She, 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 uh, she got that Instagram uh, a spam message, didn't she? Mm. That you told us about. Yeah. Kind of upset her. So I just want to try and touch on that because I think it's quite a, an interesting subject. Yeah, definitely. So should I give should I give a little bit of a, a bit of context? Yeah, you can do. So. Sammy this week received a message from a quote-unquote uh, diet company or trainer. It was a bot. It was clearly a bot. Um, it was clearly targeted advertising. If anyone's watched The Social Dilemma and knows about algorithms and, and how social media works, then it certainly wasn't um, anyone personally attacking her. But she didn't know that, and, and I guess a lot of people wouldn't as well. Um, and it basically said something along the lines of, we've seen your your profile, you're doing well on your weight loss journey, but we think you could be thinner uh, yeah. by our diet pill. And it just, it, it really upset her. Mm-hmm. Really. Upset her. Yeah. yeah, which it will do. It will. Do. Yeah. Especially um, because she's on this weight, incredible weight loss journey. Where, you yeah. know, she's seven, she had a baby seven months ago and she's working so hard to, to, to get to a good place from a running perspective and, and yeah. get herself a healthy body and mind a good balance and suffers with anxiety a lot as, as a lot of people do and I thought I think it was just something that it would it was it'd be good to come on and talk about because I reckon this impacts a lot of people yeah um, I mean yeah I mean Donna's done exactly the same I mean she hadn't, luckily she hasn't had any of these uh, messages because she's one of these people that would take it to heart like like Sammy has um even though it is a bot, it still it still targets people that are probably not confident with the body. Even though they're doing great, yeah. um, the, these messages they get are quite toxic, aren't they? And that's the danger of social media, isn't it? We talk a lot about the benefits of social media. Yeah, yeah. It does just leave you so open to. Yeah, uh, I mean, like like us as, as older chaps, we've kind of grew up with uh, this technology growing up with us. Yeah. So we're kind of used to how it not not fully how it works, but like such as kids these days, like like you said in social in that social dilemma documentary, they've got the uh, algorithms algorithms that target mm-hmm. certain people or what what they like and don't like and this that and other, and it's it's yeah we've we've grown up with it, but kids are now kids now have not grown up with it. They're thrust straight into it. Yeah, I I, I do. I think I get what you're trying to say, and I absolutely (laughs) agree. I I, I don't know what you think to this, but I certainly believe I hold social media at arm's length. So I can be terrible, you know, I can find myself, you know, scrolling through Instagram or, you know, in in a bit of a Twitter hole or whatever it might be. But I'm very, very aware of it. So I'm very aware that it's a danger and that it's not a good thing and that too much of it is going to melt my brain, you know what I mean? Because I, yeah. I my mum telling me that if you watch too much TV, you'll get square eyes and probably believe it's yes. about 24. So we've kind of, yeah, you're right. We've grown up with, to almost 
look at social media and technology with a little bit of yeah. pessimism. Yeah, it's um, like separate, separate. Yeah, but they've grown up with it within them, so it's kind of yeah. they, they they get the likes and they, they like getting all them that attention, and that's all they've that's all they know basically. They're, they're more immersed in it, aren't they? I think that's the word you're looking for. Yeah. And you know what? I've, I've read some quite interesting articles on the subject as well that talks about the um, the actual hormonal and physical impact of social media, how um, the, it, the, 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 the art, if you will, of, of posting on social media and getting good positive interactions, um, there's actually a chemical reaction in your brain. So yeah. it'll release your endorphins, your serotonin. I don't, I don't know the science behind it, but it will release, similar to where that good feeling you have at the end of a run, yeah. um, getting positive reactions on social media, it, it gives you it's that a, little, it's, it's like a drug. It's a drug, yeah, yeah. I've, that's what they said on, that's what we kind of said on that social media, on that uh, social dilemma documentary, didn't they? It's kind of like a drug, yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's like with the Transformation Tuesdays on um, Instagram as well. They can be quite detrimental as well to some people because if, if if I'm doing amazingly, losing all my weight and and feeling good about myself, I'll post it, and then I'll look look up other transformational Tuesdays. I'll see their vi- pictures and videos. I'm like, oh, they're doing better than me. They look better than me. She looks better than me. Do you know what I mean? It, it can get it can snowball and make you feel even worse. So even that could, even though it's good, I love seeing transformational uh, photos and stuff. But that that can still put people on a downer, can't it? Can be quite um, venomous and toxic. Yeah, and and I, th- I think a lot of it, the the scariest part about of it is a lot of it happens without malice or intent. So yes, yes trolling and cyberbullying is absolutely something that needs to be tackled, and it's kind of it's the thing that scares me most about. You know, when my eldest is asking me if, he, if he's allowed to talk to people when he's playing Fortnite or whatever it might be, that's the thing that terrifies me. And again, I think mm. it reflects our age, this bullying um, mm. uh, world that we live in. But a lot of this stuff isn't somebody at the other end of a computer yeah. trying to maliciously um, uh, hurt you. Yes. It's, it's, it's simply the fact that, like you said, quite aptly, you're comparing yourself to. Mm. to others and we try not to do it and we mm. we try to build each other up and to support each other but you do sometimes look at what other people are doing and you think why am I not that good why can't I I'll be I I look at because do you know that in our social here's one for you if we're talking honestly in our social group mm-hmm. I'm probably the slowest chap right if you think about okay. it think about the okay. it, our, our group of pals our running pals right I'm probably the slowest chap. So right. I look at what you do, what you can mm. deliver from a time perspective. I definitely look at what Jack can deliver. Look at what Ben can do. All of our really good friends, you're all quicker than me. You're right. all better runners than me. Right, I, I get you. What you guys are doing, and I think, am I not good enough? Mm. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. You are good enough, though. You're as good as you can be. Yeah. That's exactly. it. That's and all it, it's, it's about. It's my journey. It is my yes. journey. And, um, mm. And just like it is everybody else's, but it's so easy to, and you know, you guys, I count you guys amongst my closest friends. Yeah. Like, and, and I am so proud of everything. When Jack won that race last week, honestly, I could not be, I, Jack's my little brother and I'm so proud of him to mm. be achieving all these amazing things to achieve him. But I still compare myself. Yeah. It, it, it can be both. That's, and that's the scary thing, isn't it? 
that's kind of, that's kind of brought it on to me. That yeah, it's, it's, it's touched a nerve. Not touched a nerve, but it's touched touched my heart. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. Definitely, yeah. it's difficult. But, you, but like like I said, you, you, even though you might feel like you're the slowest, you, you you do what you can for yourself, and that's it. That's it. And I'm proud of you. Thank so, you. And, yeah. and, and and you know what? I think, and that, that has to be the overriding message, that everybody is on their own journey. And yes. whether you can run a marathon in two and a half hours or whether you can run 5K in 50 minutes, you are a runner. Mm-hmm. You are incredible. Uh, you are part of our community. You are special. Um, keep doing you. Keep exactly. shouting about it. Keep talking to each other. Keep building each other up. And I know we're going pretty deep for us and, and we've not made a, a, a joke about poo or willies for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> at the same time, I think it's vitally important that everybody just knows that just by being a part of our community and getting up and running, or even mm. if you don't feel like running at the time, you're you're still awesome and just keep being awesome. Well said, well said. I'll, I'll bring it back. Some some spam messages can be quite good though because you get free stuff, don't you? If you end up being an ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true true well apparently so i don't know i don't know when all this free stuff for us is going to start happening i thought having a podcast would be a surefire way to get myself kitted out in free gear it just hasn't happened yet has it <laughs> yeah we know how to bring it back to comedy don't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone send me some free stuff to make me feel better I'm slower than that. <laughs> uh, that was a good chat that mate i enjoyed that one that was good yeah, yeah. Nice one. Shall we shall we bring it to make it a bit silly now? Shall we have a bit of a of a poo gate story? <laughs> yes, because we finally got one, didn't we? You've no, got wish. We got one. Ghostbusters. Got one. Yeah. Was that the quote you chose of all the quotes in that very quote movie? You chose to do Ecto One. You did the car. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, we we find we've got a wildy story. Someone someone gave us a wildy story, didn't they? I, have, I haven't got to do an accent either. <laughs> no, it's not you. He was it. So Clive, uh, Clive Baker. Yes. Yeah. So Clive, Clive, very very uh, kindly messaged in and said, "I've got a funny story about pooing. <laughs> I've listened to your show. Uh, can I come on and tell it?" And yes, Clive, of course you can come on and tell it. <laughs> uh, Look at the smile on your face. I love it. This this is this has been played. This is how I I feel how you felt when your dad joke segment came off last week. <laughs> like this is I finally got a kindred spirit. I me and Clive and our <laughs> and our poos in public. That's how I feel now. Oh. So should we get Jack to load up the uh, the tape and and we'll listen yeah. to it? Yeah, let's do that. Hi guys, just want to say first of all, fantastic show. Started listening last week and uh, yeah, keep going now keeping me going and uh, keeping me positive about the running now so that's all good i wanted to uh, get in touch about the wildy stories that you mentioned in i think episode two or three and um i want to submit mine now it's actually uh, two of them the first one is um slightly less embarrassing but uh, basically i was doing my first marathon it was the whole marathon uh must be four years ago so 2016 and uh, got to about mile 14 and realized that i was really going to need to clench my buttocks for the rest of the race um managed to hold it in probably until about mile 20 when luckily um i was we were 
the actual case, uh, the actual run, sorry, went through a school and uh, I may have taken a slight diversion and uh, run through some of the school hallways looking for the uh, for the nearest toilets, which uh, luckily I did manage to find. So uh, everyone was spared the, uh, the sight of me finishing with uh, thick brown legs. But uh, to that school caretaker, I probably must apologise, actually. And that does follow another wildly story from my marathon training. Now, I live in the southwest, uh, out near Cheddar. And I was on a 20-mile training run uh, one day, and I was about two-thirds of the way through. And all of a sudden, I had been taking gels and stuff like that, practicing nutrition. And yeah, all of a sudden, things started to happen down there, shall we say. And um, I was it was quite nice. I was out in the countryside, so I thought, oh, this is absolutely fine. So I jumped into uh, the nearest bushes. Uh, having kind of climbed through a load of stinging nettles to get there, I uh, did what I needed to do and, you know, kind of disposed of everything appropriately. And at that point, I suddenly realised that I could hear cars behind me and people talking just up ahead and over to the right. And it turns out what I had failed to notice was a great clearing in the trees behind me so I was actually showing my bare ass cheeks and uh, you know doing my business right next to an A road uh, with plenty of cars passing by a few of which I know turned into what turned out to be the car park that was just up ahead of me uh, on the path which I'd totally forgotten about and uh, so yeah I kind of realized this uh, quickly uh, wiped myself up and unfortunately I'd forgotten a toilet roll so I thought that's no problem plenty of dock leaves around um, in my haste grabbed a handful of um, green leaves and uh, yeah you can probably guess the rest they turned out to be stinging nettles so that was uh, that was an unpleasant experience followed uh, rather shortly after by having to do the uh, run slash walk of shame past at least another six or seven people who, by the looks on their face, I would guess had probably seen what I was doing in those bushes. So yeah, there we go. That uh, They are my wildy stories. And yeah, it's, uh, it's one of these things, isn't it? It always happens to us runners, so... Uh, it's, it's good to share, as people say, and uh, I guess the moral of the story is always take some toilet roll and um, maybe some Imodium too. So keep up the good work, guys. Uh, really enjoyed the podcast. And for any of my friends who are listening out there, uh, this is Clive Barker from Western Supermare. So feel free to completely rag on me next time I see you. Cheers. Bye. Yes, Clive! <laughs> another wildy story for you buddy how was that brilliant one it didn't that just get better and better like i did not expect it to end the way it ended that was like <laughs> that was like a dot 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 it's rebecca bardi <laughs> like, at the end and the, the place they did it though as well cheddar yeah. have you ever been there i know i'm only aware of cheddar for its cheese
Yes, well, it's it's a, quite a beautiful place, and I can't believe he's done a wild it in that scenic <laughs> scenic environment. <laughs> I did a, uh, I tried doing a, a marathon there last year, uh, a, a trail marathon. Yeah, it should have been two long laps of uh, thirteen miles, but it weren't. They had to they had to cut it short because the weather was absolutely dire and it was just full of mud and it, it weren't safe. So they had to cut it down and make it a four lap course. So. It took it took bear in mind it took us about four hours to get down the Ink car. Yeah. Due to traffic. And while I'm running this marathon, I got onto like second lap and I'm thinking, I've got to drive home. I've got to put a tent away. It's gonna be scruffy, it's muddy. I got all the way around and I got to, just close to where finish hub is on this second lap and I thought, you know what, I've I've had enough of this. I can't really? I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I got a DNF. I got a well, DNF. How close to the end were you? I'd just gone round and started my third lap, so we're about oh. two hundred or about two three hundred yards around this. Cause you had to like run around this uh, this wall. I got about two two or three hundred yards around that. I just turned to Donna because she was watching from the other side of the wall, and I was like shrugged my shoulders. I'm like in defeat. Like you know what I mean? I'm like I, I, I can't do this. I've got to drive home. I've got a tent to put away. And I said to look Donna, I'm, I'm done. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I started walking, walking back round to the uh, to finish area, the finish hub. <laughs> By the time I got round, Donna had already took a picture of me, dishevelled, posted it on social media <laughs> that I got a DNF and I quit even before I got back to the race hub. <laughs> oh, thanks, Donna. Uh, to be fair though, you were probably only what like thirteen miles in, so. If, if you didn't have it in you, it's probably a good time. Did I ever tell you what my did not finish? My really, really embarrassing did not finish. No. So when I was, this is really embarrassing. Um, when uh, between my two, I, I've got two kind of running journeys. So I ran for a couple of years in my 20s, stopped mm. for about three years, then started again in 2018, right? So when, but, but between those times, so in about 2016, a friend asked me to run 10K with me. Mm. So we ran Dronfield 10K, right? Uh, which is a pretty hilly one. Have you run Dronfield before? No, I've never done that. Uh, it's, it's, it's two laps. It's, it's not, you wouldn't call it hilly, but it's certainly undulating. Mm. And um, I thought that I could still run at the same kind of pace I'd run two years earlier, except <laughs> I'd done no exercise in that two-year period and uh, a lot of pizza. <laughs> uh, so I, I went out probably, aiming for about 45-minute time, so I was running for 30 kilometres. Yeah. I got about four kilometres in, and I got to the bottom of this hill, and I just thought, fuck it, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so... But in my head, I was like, how am I going to get out of this without really embarrassing myself? So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll just fake an injury. <laughs> right? So I get to the bottom of this hill and I just sort of pretend to topple over a little bit. And I grab my ankle and I start, oh, you know, like Peter Griffin in that Family Guy skit. Neymar. Neymar, yeah, rolling around. And, and people coming past me, you all right, mate? And I'm being really valiant, like, it's okay. Go, go on with the same driver. Like, yeah. Save yourself. Me behind. I'm as good as dead. Save and, yourselves. Uh, and in my head, I was just going to, uh, you know, sit there for a minute, rub it, and then be like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll wander back to the start with, with me, sh with me shame. Uh, following. 
But what I didn't realise was that directly opposite me was the St. John's Ambulance Tent. <laughs> so these two St. John's Ambulance volunteers, bless them, come legging it out. Are you OK? What's happened? What's happened? So, of course, I did the right thing and told the truth. <laughs> yes, of course you did. <laughs> did, I, did I bollocks? I told them I'd rolled my ankle and thought I'd sprayed it. So they carried me into the St. John's Ambulance Tent. There is nothing wrong with me. Just to point Wasted out. their time. <laughs> Wasted their time and effort. They give me an ice pack. They're sat with me. Do you need us to call your wife? I'm like, please don't call my wife. He'll know. (laughs) (laughs) I could just just imagine Sammy getting into the ambulance and saying, Robert, get out of that fucking ambulance now. There's no wrong with you. (laughs) After about 20 minutes, they were like, do you need us to drive you to the start line? I was like, no. I can't, I can't do it. So I was like, I, I, I tentatively lent on it. Oh, I think, oh, yeah, I can get a bit of weight off this now. Of course you can, Rob. There was nothing wrong with you, you horrible little liar. Um, and then, yeah, with absolutely no dignity left, I walked oh, past the start line. Oh, wow. How far, thinking, how far were it back to the start line? <laughs> about, about, I was like, I just started the second lap, I think. So I was probably like, I was probably, I could have just finished running it. It'd have been quicker if I'd have just if I'd have just jogged or walked the rest of the course. It would have Brilliant. been quicker than the facade that followed. Brilliant. So I, I, I'm sorry, St John's ambulance. <laughs> do you know? Do you know who didn't fake an injury? Hmm? Louise, who we've got on next. No, she, no, she didn't fake her injury. <laughs> she. No, no, she didn't. Oh, God, that makes me feel even worse, didn't she? So, um, should we go and talk to somebody about... So, Louise and I got a lot in common. Both both recovered from life-changing injuries. Just mine happened to be made up. Um, should we go and uh, have a chat with Lou and see how, yes. how a real uh, recovery story looks? Yes, let's do that. Hiya, Lou. You all right? Hi, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Well, thank you. Thanks for asking. How's your day going? Uh, it's really good today. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, good. I'm not working, so... Well, I am working. I'm podcast working. The, the fun working. So, That's uh, so good. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I'm really, really excited to, uh, to tell your story, uh, knowing it as I do from following on Instagram. And there's absolutely loads that I want to get through. But we'll launch straight into it, if that's okay with you. And, uh, and we're, we always start these things. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you first got into running? Okay. Um, so I, I used to run in school. I used to run for Cheshire, like local teams, just short distances on track. And I went to university with the whole plan of being a PE teacher. And I thought, you yeah, know, this is where I want to go. And I just fell out with university. I'm not academic. I didn't enjoy studying. Um, so I quit and got a- exercise and running, just went out of the window with it. So about 18 years later, um, and after children, when my daughter was about six weeks old, I realised I put about five stone on having children. Um, a big part of that was my first little boy was stillborn, so all of that weight that I lost, um, or that I gained, I should say, I didn't lose any of that. So for then my two consecutive children afterwards, the weight just piled on. So when she was six weeks old, I made a promise to myself. I joined a Couch to 5K group locally. Uh, which I thought was going to kill me after week one. Um, and I then got sort of got that running bug. So at the end of my couch to 5K, I signed up to just a 10K race and thought, you know, I'll give myself a ne- the next target and the next goal. And then I just fell in love with it. Yeah. So that was like the start point for me. 
Yeah, that was how it all it all launched off. And so, uh, talk to people about Couch to Five K then, because I, I've never done it, but I hear such amazing things of it being a good sort of sort of pathway for people into running. So, how did you find that? Um, I loved it. The reason I the, the reason I did the group I did is um, I don't know if you'll watch this, but there's a guy in our village called Alex who years ago we used to see him running up and down the main road, and he was quite a big guy at the time. And over over time, you saw him get slimmer and just become a runner. So he then set up in the village a Couch to 5K group. And because I'd seen somebody physically go through that transformation, I thought, actually, I can probably do this. Um, so going to the group on the first night was really nerve-wracking. Didn't know anybody. Um, and I just, it was the nicest thing about doing it with a group and not just an app is he made sure that everybody stayed together. So even if you were faster, you would loop back in between each segment. So it kept you together as a team. So it was a really nice way to get into running without feeling that pressure. Yeah, brilliant. And I guess it, I guess it is slightly different to doing it on the app, isn't it? Because you, like you said, you're not doing it alone, but still still gives you that that motivation, and which is which is awesome. Um, so you do the Couch to 5K, you've signed up to 10K. So you've got the bug. Now, what is it that you're enjoying most about running? What What is it that keeps you coming back? The one thing that I never realised I needed was that headspace, that space just for me to run, to switch off from work, switch off from family. And it just gave me that escape. Um, and my husband actually started running not long after me. And he'd say, shall we go for a run together? And I'd say, no, I'm <laughs> good, thanks. And we do, we do go out running together. But for me, it's about that space just to be on my own. So we do have a local running club. I'm, I am very much a solo runner. I like just to put my music on and just go and when I was injured for any injury or when I've had any period of time out, I really missed that headspace. Um, and that's where boxing then came in because it was another outlet. Uh, but it's, it is more than anything. It's that that freedom just to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, me and, me, me and the wife fall out all the time about who gets to go out and run and who has to stay in with the kids because uh, we're such great parents. Um, so talk to me a little bit then about you mentioned injuries, so something pretty significant happened to you on your running journey. So do you want to tell me a little bit about what happened kind of towards the end of 2018? Yeah, so I finished my couch to 5K in about March 2018, and I'm one of those people that's got quite an addictive personality, so I never just go for something small, I, I go hell for leather. So I did, um, started running towards 10Ks, then decided that I could be doing three 10Ks a week, but I wasn't putting the right warm-ups in, I wasn't doing the right training, and I was just going out the door and running. And halfway through December, I went on a run, and within three steps, I felt a pain, and then I felt another pain, and then I just physically stopped and dropped to the ground. And I rang my husband, and I was uh, near a river, near the drive to an embankment and come and meet me because I couldn't put any weight on it. So I had a couple of days and that got an MRI scan quite quickly and it showed a mild stress fracture in my femoral bone. So they said it had probably been there for a while that what I'd done is I'd, I'd split the hip bone, which had been there for a while, but during this run, I'd then split it even more. So they put me on crutches for eight weeks and they said no weight bearing, uh, which was really difficult with a 14 month old baby because I couldn't pick her up. I couldn't do anything with her. Um, and my husband was great, so he made sure he was at home. He was doing absolutely everything around the house. And then between Christmas and New Year, he was upstairs. I was downstairs doing what most women do. And I was pottering about with boxes, with trying to juggle my crutches at the same time. And I heard my little girl fall in the other room. So I spun to her and I stood on a box with my good foot and hurdled over it. So when I actually landed, I put my entire body weight on. 
and it was just a, it was a crack. I actually heard the, the crack straight away. So I managed to drag myself to the bottom of the stairs, shouted for my husband to ring an ambulance. Um, and I knew in that moment it had broken. Um, it was just that whole, your whole body goes cold, you get that whole feeling. Um, but I think there's funny memories to that as well, because I'm yelling up the stairs to him, get the bags ready for the kids, phone your mum, I'm going to hospital. And I start <laughs> shouting, you need to pack me a hospital bag. And he's going, okay, okay. And I'm going toothbrush, makeup, phone charger, underwear, pyjamas. And he said, why? Why am I packing this? And I said, I'm going to be in for a few days. This isn't going to be a quick fix. So he packed this hospital bag, which when I got to hospital and unpacked it, the underwear he'd put in, the clothes he'd put in, it was like <laughs> I was going on a night out. And I'm still sat in hospital thinking, I'm not going to wear a black silky top. <laughs> but he said, I just panicked. I just threw whatever it's um, so by the time the ambulance arrived, my kids were still in the living room. Um, so my little boy at the time was nearly five. My little girl was 14 months. So she was just slapping me around the face while the ambulance yeah. sorted yeah. me out. My little boy was more, thankfully, he wasn't worried. He was excited that the ambulance was here. Um, and because there was no physical injury, there was nothing really to frighten him too much. Um, so they managed to stretch me out, took me to hospital. Um, and then within the hospital, fantastic. Within about 40 minutes, I was x-rayed, I was done. And they said I'd fractured it straight through. So I was taken through quite quickly um, and given a lot of medication. And I didn't realize at the time because of how much pain I was in, how much noise I was making. And my husband said, I've never seen anything like it. He said, you were just screaming. He said, actually screaming to the point where they couldn't give me any more morphine. They couldn't give me any more painkillers. Um, and they gave me something which it used, I think it used to be illegal, but it is now legal in the UK. And it's like an inhaler. And you inhale it and your whole body just goes numb. And it was meant to last about half an hour, 40 minutes. And I've used it in 10 minutes. Wow. So they moved me up quite quickly to the ward. Um, and I think one of the things that really stuck with me is a nurse on the ward said, most people who break their hips are elderly. They, they do it from falling off a curb. And because they don't have that energy, they whimper. And she said, to see someone of your age screaming in pain from the same injury that old people whimper to really put it in perspective yeah. of how painful it actually is. Um, so, like I said, they were great. I was operated on within a couple of hours. Um, and the minute I'd had the operation and came round, the pain had actually gone. And what they said was it was the pressure of the, the bone being completely snapped. That's where all the pain was coming from. Um, but, yeah, it was quite a, quite a scary time. I can imagine. To go through. I've never broken a bone before. I've never yeah. been in hospital before, apart from having children. So it was quite a quite a scary time. Yeah, I can imagine. Gosh, and I mean, uh, the, the 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 I suppose the silver lining is that the kids. I get, like you said, the the fact that there wasn't a um, sort of visible injury, the fact that you were still with it, you were able to communicate yeah. with them, you were able to reassure them, probably made it easier than than it would have been. Because uh, yeah. that's the scariest thing. I think you. I think I had the same conversation with Andy a couple of weeks ago. You stop caring about yourself, and you care more about how the kids react. It's not. It's not about you anymore, is it? So, yeah. um, so small graces, I guess. Okay, so you've broke your hip. Couldn't couldn't go much worse if you want to be a runner. And <laughs> it's pretty pretty yeah. key to the old the, the old the old runner's makeup, isn't it? The hip. Um. So so what does rehabilitation look like? Um, so the morning after the operation, my the doctor came through to see me, he'd operated, and I didn't even realise it, but he said, how are you feeling? And I said, when can I go for a run? And it was the <laughs> very first question I asked, not when can I walk, um, when can I run? And he said, well, 
you're going to be in hospital for seven to ten days we need to start physio we need to get you on crutches he said but you could be looking at two years he said it could, it could be a really long recovery we don't know how long that bone's going to take to heal um and because of how the fracture had, how because of how it had fractured there was quite a lot of healing that needed to happen um so I think it was two days before they had me on my feet and because I'd already been on crutches for a couple of weeks before I broke it I was quite stable so mm -hmm. I saw a physio and he was happy to discharge me the next day so I was actually home after about three and a half days of the operation okay. um and I just put everything into my recovery I did everything they told me to do I kept the weight off it but the other part of it was I found exercises that I could do so I took up chair boxing and just anything that was floor exercises to keep that strength in other areas of my body um, it was about three months after a lot of consultant trips and he knew that the only thing I wanted was to know as and when I could run again. Um, and at about four months, he said, right, you, you can get back on a bike. He said, let's start you out on a bike. We'll start doing little bits. And then at five months, when I finally came off both, both the crutches, because I was still using them to get around, he gave me a return to run program. But at the same time, I went back to my sports physio as well. So he helped me with the rehabilitation. Um, and it was a really slow journey. It was back to 10 minute walk, 30 second run. And it was it was slower than 5K. And I remember in the very, very early days on my Instagram, and that's the only reason I ever created it was to document my journey. I look back now at those runs and in 40 minutes I ran a mile. And it was things because it was so, I put the smile on my face in those pictures, that relief at being back out there um, just meant everything. So I gradually built back up and then so I broke my hip at the Christmas, and then finally in the December, I ran the Wilmslow 10K, and that was my first yep, proper medal for. So I ran that race just about 11 months afterwards. So it took me 11 months, I think, to get myself back to race worthy. Um, and then after that point, I thought, you know what, I've got a half marathon in me. So I then started setting myself new goals and new challenges. So before we move on to, to kind of the, 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 the post-rehabilitation stuff, just talk to me a little bit, if you don't mind, about you sound like everything was quite positive it was quite enthusiastic you're just like I just want to get back to it but what was your headspace like during that year were there some times when you were sort of doubting whether you'd be able to get back into back into running and back to where you were yes um I didn't realize it at the time but I ended up in not a dark place but I was on my own all day sat on the sofa watching tv and friends are wonderful but in any given situation everybody says they're going to be there and everybody's there in that initial flurry but as the weeks go on everybody's busy everybody's working everyone's got their own lives I had one friend who constantly came and picked me up and took me out for lunch um, but she was a shift worker so it worked it worked well so I found myself sort of quite alone in that time and it gave me a lot of self-reflection about myself about life about my job and, and time really to sort of think about the future um I think that was the hardest part was just the being on your own with it. The fear of not being able to run again was horrible. In the very early days, I actually wondered if I'd walk properly again. Um, but the fear of not running again was when I started to get into more into boxing, more into cycling. Um, and towards the end of the middle of last year, there was sort of a combination of what had happened with the hip break, what had happened losing my child. And I actually went for the first time for therapy. Most of my friends and family don't even know that. Um, I ended up going to see a therapist last year just to talk through all of those emotions. So I probably seem a bit blasé about it because I've talked everything through properly. Yeah. Um, but that, that therapy really helped me address how, what an impact that break had on my life. Um, 
And strangely, the one thing that the broken hip really had an impact on was me and my daughter, because we went from being completely inseparable and I couldn't physically lift her for months. So she formed this amazing bond with my husband and he's now absolutely 100% the favourite. And I've got a little <laughs> bit of resentment there that if that break yeah. hadn't happened, I, I might be the yeah. favourite. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it? But what one thing that's really interesting about what you said is, is and we 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 think we talk about struggles and and day to day with 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 your own headspace and mental health and all that stuff, um, quite a lot on the show. But I think what's quite interesting is that something physical, so, so you know, a physical injury is what's triggered you because you. It's, it's interesting yeah. that you were saying it wasn't just the recovery from the hip that you needed to talk about. It was so much more. Um, so how one can impact the other certainly certainly is interesting. Um, so talk to me then. We've rehabilitated. You've done the World's Low 10K. That was back in the 2019, wasn't it? So we're we're going full on into 2020, and then COVID happened. So how's 2020 been for you? Um, do you know what? It's my my job means I'm a key worker. So I've worked all the way through. Um, my children, I kept them off work, off school, sorry, for the first couple of weeks, just in that initial panic. But then they went back as key worker children because we couldn't juggle, um, we couldn't juggle the jobs. So actually, with the exception of the whole social element going out of the window, it's I feel it's been quite normal for us as a family because we've we've done that day to day, we've had that same routine. Um, I'm a very social butterfly. I like to go out, I like being with my friends. So that hit quite hard early on. Um, and I think that's where the Instagram community really, really came in because everybody on Instagram was so used to already communicating via messages and photographs and Zoom calls and things like that, that naturally people actually became a lot closer. Um, and the relationships I've formed with so many girls on here, particularly the girls, are just incredible. And I speak to them more than I speak to most of my own friends now. So that's one, for me, that's a huge positive that's come out of COVID. Um, I was fortunate that in between the COVID windows to meet up with one of them in Manchester, your very own Joe. Um, <laughs> yes, and we, I remember we the that. photos and the videos, yeah. <laughs> and we had a ball, so it has been a tough year. Um, you know, races getting cancelled has been disheartening for everybody, but you can completely understand the reasons why it's happened. Um, the Wilmslow 10K, which was meant to be my last race of the year, got cancelled yesterday. Um, so, yeah, for, as far as running goes, for getting your medals, it's been a tough year. But for me personally, I've, I feel like physically I've just gone from strength to strength with it. And I've just put all of that time into taking the PBs out of the equation and started to focus more on the distance and the long term goals. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point, actually, because if you think about the fact that you were probably just coming out of the rehabilitation period, starting to get back into business as usual for running. One of the big arguments that is that they say when you come back from injuries, you need to build that base back up, and you almost did it because you didn't have a choice. So it, yeah. it kind of it would stop you from sort of running before you could walk to not be quite too cheesy with a um, with, with the statement. So, uh, but you did get to run a race though that you did Cheshire 10k fairly recently. How, yes. how, how did that feel being back racing and, and running with people? It felt great. It was really good. Um, very very safe. I think because it was at the in the middle of the countryside they could spread everybody out quite nicely and it felt great just to go back out and race I did feel like my fitness levels had dropped because I hadn't competed like that for so long um but it was a really good race to run got to meet some familiar Instagram faces there and some new ones as well and that's the great thing about racing and Instagram you get to meet all these new people uh, so it was really really good 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 what's um 
what hopefully we're going to be coming out of COVID at some point in 2021. So you'd mentioned longer distances. What's what's next for you? What what's the next goal? Um, the next big one is I'm doing an ultra marathon at the end of March. Okay, so, that's, that's a big jump. Um, so last Thursday I was on a Zoom call with like I said, a couple of the girls off Instagram and one of the girls said, oh, I'm, I'm going to do an ultra marathon. Why don't you all come and do it? And we all said, yeah, OK. So I've kind of bullied a few of the other ones into it, but we're going with the intention of doing it for fun. We're going to run walk it. Uh, we're all training for marathons next year anyway. and okay. It's a 50K, 50K ultra. So we thought, you know what, that'll fit in nicely because it's very unlikely there are going to be big marathons in the front half of next year. So we thought, do this for March, get some training plans going and something to work towards. And a lot of the trail ultras are still going ahead. Uh, and then it gives us all a nice window to then prepare for our marathons towards the rest of next year. Yeah. So is, is the plan an autumn marathon then for you? I've got a place in Manchester in October. Oh, lovely. OK, yeah, yeah. Great stuff, great stuff. And um, anything else then? Or, or is it, I suppose, an ultra, an ultra and a marathon are pretty, pretty, good, pretty good goals to, to try um, and achieve in 2021? I think I've got already booked 16 races for next year because they've rolled over from this year and a few of them. Um, so a lot have rolled over from this year. So I've got a lot of 10Ks. I've got a couple of, it's called a 5K series. So you run 5K one week one, week three, week five and try and increase your PB. Um, I'm doing something called Light the Lakes, which is for the police. So the police climb every peak in the Peak District and light flares at three o'clock in the morning. So I've joined the, one of the teams to do that. So that'll be my first proper mountain climb. Um, but yeah, just lots of little races. So I'm not booking anything else in now for next year. Uh, I've been yeah. told to focus on the prize by my coach. I was, I was going to say, there's, you've, you've, is there any dates left to book anymore? So then, Lou, before we, before we wrap up, is there anyone you want to say hello to, shout out? Um, definitely a shout out to the Runspire group. Um, it's not a running club. It's just an online community of amazing runners just all supporting each other. And they've been brilliant this year. A huge shout out to all the girls. They'll all know who they are, but I've made some incredible friendships through Instagram this year. So big shout out to all of them. Um, definitely to my coach, Josh, JRT Run Coaching. So he's been looking after me for nearly eight weeks now. And he's been an absolute game changer in my running, in injury, everything. Um, and to my husband for all his support this year. Um, but looking after the kids, especially after the broken hip, and just his support with running, and um, yeah, that's everybody, I think. Lovely. So, uh, Runspire are just at Runspire, aren't they, on all social media, if I remember yes. rightly. Uh, running coach is JRT Run Coaching. If you have a look on my page, he's tagged in it quite frequently. We'll find him. Of course, if, this, if, the, if people aren't following you either, Lou, we need to tap Lucy Gets Fit. Yes. Yeah, give you a follow, uh, see what you're up to. Uh, and yeah, there we go. Lovely. So uh, we'll wrap it up there, if that's OK with you. Um, I'm sure we'll see each other soon. Uh, plenty of races planned uh, across the Northwest next year, so I'm sure we'll cross paths. But until then, yeah, thanks for catching up. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. All the best. Bye now. Bye. Hello, everyone. It's Jack here. Um, I really hope you're enjoying this episode of the podcast. I've loved editing in them week in, week out and seeing all your lovely comments. It uh, really warms my heart, especially when I'm editing it and I know that it's helping you with your runs or your day-to-day -day work or your commutes to work. So just thank you very much for all your lovely comments. But really, I've come on here to talk a little bit about mental health and my own personal experience. 
I've struggled since a young age. I think when I was at school, it, it wasn't the best of times for me. Um, just school in general and then all the pressures of teachers saying you need to get your good results so you can go to university. But I, I just didn't want to go to university. It just wasn't for me. And I think that um, that was tough for me because I was annoyed at myself, quite angry at myself at the time. I used to beat myself up quite a lot about it, thinking, why don't you want to go to university? Why are you different from other people? Um, everyone else wants to go to university, why don't you? And I was getting very annoyed because I didn't see myself as normal at that point. And I think um, this just this is in day-to-day -day life. Everyone doubts themselves, but I found that really, really tough. And I ended up talking to someone about it, and and from that, I think over the past ten years, I have um, seen other struggles that I've had that have that have come to the surface. But what I'm trying to get to is talking has been what's helped me. Yes, running is a coping mechanism for me, and I do use running as a um, an escape as such. I think a lot of people do. It's nice for me to go out running and have an hour to myself or something, but talking to someone is not a fix but a, a, a strong fix as such I'm never going to be able to get rid of how I feel um, I'm always going to have my bad days but it's a it's a fix at the time it, it, it does help me talking to a health professional helps me uh, every week I chat to someone and I learn another coping mechanism and that's what it's about is you're learning stuff about yourself and you're learning what you can do to push back uh, those bad days so please please do talk to someone I'm talking to a health professional but it doesn't have to be that you can talk to your friends and family that's helped me a lot in the past as well there's so much stuff on the internet that you can use um, to learn a bit more about yourself and learn how to deal with stuff but really do what makes you happy and when you do have those good days cherish them and then when you have those bad days, think back to those good days because I know the next good day won't be too far along the horizon. So thank you very much for listening and we can get back to the show. In the bag. Nice. Yes, a real life uh, in injury to recovery, not like yours. <laughs> not like mine. I, don't, I didn't know where you were going with that then. <laughs> I don't know where I was going myself. A real life affirming. Is that what we're going for? I don't know. Got no idea. It was good. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, brilliant. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Inspiring. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think so. And she was super nervous about doing that one, Lou. But I thought she came across bloody marvelously. <laughs> but she pinched my bloody segment on Instagram over there, which I'm not happy about. <laughs> You've let that go, haven't you? I have. <laughs> said dad jokes. I, I, don't, I don't think she... Did she come up with it? I don't know. I can't remember. I think she just shared it, mate. She did share it, yeah. <laughs> you didn't invent dad jokes. I, I fetched it to the show, though. I brought it, you know. Not like you brought Poogate. I brought dad jokes. I, I was the first one to tell a dad joke. Moving on. <laughs> It was brilliant. Thank yeah, you, thank, Louis. thank you, Louise. Um, make that run. Yes, make that run. Make that run challenge. Very good. I love that you do the eyebrows. It makes me really sad that we don't um, do video uh, feeds 
of us recording the show because your eyebrows have a life of their own when you do it. Do it again. Jack's Jack's watching. He wasn't they've watching. Got, they've, got a, they've got a life of their own anyway. <laughs> the Make <laughs> Matt Run Challenge. <laughs> Are you going to cut that for a, for us? No, I mean, are you going to, to cut my eyebrows for a, a post on Instagram? That's eyebrows. Yeah, he's nodding. He's nodding. He knows. Um, okay, so I am feeling good on the back of last week. Pulled yes. it back. Yes. Pulled it back. How are you feeling? Uh, not very confident. Not very confident? Why no, not, it's, sir? Well, it's mostly the monster, isn't it? It's mostly, it's, it's quite difficult. But... With Nat being the uh, Strava artist extraordinaire, mm-hmm. GPS art extraordinaire, I think I think we might be onto another winner. I, I think I, I no disrespect to Nat at all, but this is a tough one. Like if I was doing this one, I would be terrified. I'd be like, oh, this is a lot, isn't it, to do? Because I, I don't know how arty she is, so I don't know. Maybe it's just that I'm not artistic, but I'm feeling quite. I think I'm pulling it level. Yes, I think three, three, you reckon? I, I think no. it's going to be three. Four, four, two to me. Four, two right. to me. Okay. All right. Jack, what do you reckon? I reckon we're going to have a Matt win. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm confident. <laughs> Nat came just, up with the idea and I think she's going to do well. Team Matt. Team Matt, here we go. Yeah. Team <laughs> well, I'm only Team Matt because you took the mick out of my crayon. <laughs> yeah, why do you want Jack on your team, Matt? He's useless. The more people I've got on my team, the better. We can gang up on you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> should we give Matt a ring then? Yes, let's give her a ring. Let's get her in. Hello. Hi, Nat. How are you? Hi, Matt. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, yes. I'm ringing about this, uh, this Strava art that we uh, oh, were supposed yeah. to be doing. Yes, yes. So, yeah, yeah, it was my turn this week, wasn't it? Yes, it should have been. Stand, standing in for you, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm um, a bit worried that you'd big me up so much, actually, on, on last week's show. Um, but to be honest, I was feeling fairly confident about it. Um, yeah, the queen of Strava, right, after all. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't go that far, but I'm, I'd say I'm pretty creative. So um, I'd got a, a good idea in my head what I was going to do, and I picked out a location, and uh, I was all set to do it. Um, I was going to do it the other day. Um, but then something happened and I wasn't able to. Oh dear. And I, you've, you've already alluded to the fact to me. So do you want to tell, tell people? What... Yeah. So unfortunately, um, I got the app notification, which, um, well, depending on what your viewpoint is, you either dread receiving it or it's good news. But I, yeah, I got the, the notification on the COVID app All uh, right. to, to say that I've been in contact with somebody that I'd tested mm. positive and that I needed to isolate for the next 10 days. Gutted. So, yeah, so that was me out of it, I'm afraid. Oh, oh dear. How, how, how are you finding uh, finding finding this uh, lockdown then? Is it? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, from from my point of view, to be honest with you, uh, I don't find it a problem. Um, I mm. think it depends if you sort of like enjoy your own company, which I've always been okay with that. So, um, yeah, it doesn't cause me too many problems. Um, mm. From a work point of view, I mean, I'm same as you, Matt. Um, lockdown for me there wasn't really much change because uh, right. obviously I work for the emergency services so um, yeah. I started my job sort of slap bang in the middle of the last lockdown um, and worked all the way through it so uh, for me it's uh, to be honest it's, it's nice to have a few days off 
<laughs> so you're benefiting from benefited from it then yeah absolutely like, got notification i was like oh dear what a shame Bless. <laughs> 10 days off work <laughs> well, first of all not nah, hi i'm lurking in the background hi, um Bob. uh very happy to hear you're okay i'm uh, fine thank you're you not, you're not actually you're actually ill yourself so no, i'm very no. happy to hear that you're not going full tom hanks cast away on us yeah in, in 10 days of isolation however Talking about benefits to people, surely this is a benefit to moi. I must, the two greatest words in the English language, default. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because Nat couldn't run, I've actually, uh, I've actually stepped in for her. I've come out of retirement. No, 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 I'm not, no. Yes. I'm saying no. You've been <laughs> telling everyone you're injured for the last six bloody weeks. Oh, well, I have to. And no, wait, I'm going on a rant now. You've been saying you're too injured to run for six weeks, and then just as soon as someone can't do it and there's a point on the line, all of a sudden his ankle's feeling all right and you're all right to just go out and bang out a Strava art. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> basically, yes. yes. Fair, yeah. Cheers, Matt. Thank you. Just, <laughs> oh, right, send it. Send it and we'll see what I'll it's like. I'll send it, yes. You yeah. will be uh, pleasantly, in fact, you won't be pleasantly surprised. You'll be uh, a bit pissed off. But here we go. Send now. Oh, piss off, Matt. <laughs> Back in the game. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> what do you think of that, Nat? I think it's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I, I think you would have done a better job. Any, no, I was going to say, I don't think I could have done any better than that, to be oh, fair, Matt. I don't yeah. know. I have every faith that you would have. How do you feel? I'm not... No, it's got a little WTF. He's adorable. <laughs> no, it's not... I'm not having it. It's not... It, it's cheating! Nat was meant to do it. Where's Jack? I need, I need, yeah. I need some impartial adjudication. Jack... What? To be fair, though, yeah. Rob, you, you did say it only had to remotely resemble Morty and you would concede a point. I do remember you saying that from last week's show. Yeah, but we also said that you were doing it. But, yeah, I, I had no choice. I can't break the law, can I? <laughs> True. Jack, True. Jack, what well, are you saying? Obviously, I, I was on Matt's side. I want Matt to win, being that he did pick me first for the first Make Matt Run challenge. Mm. But I do agree it was meant to be Nat's turn and he sort of come in. You can't just be like a Formula One driver can't get ill with COVID and then be like, oh, I'll just chuck someone come in, on, get them to do it, and I still get the points. Come on, Those Jack. I thought, we were, I, thought we, I thought we were like that, me and you, Jack. Come on. We, we were, we were, but I feel a little bit sorry for Rob. He's been ganged up on here. And to be honest, he is right. He's got a default win. You've had a DNF. Well, wow. can I... Uh... Judge, judge rules, <laughs> judge Jack. Can I uh, try and sway your opinion a little bit? Go on then, let me know. Because I've um, I've been doing some investigating on my own. So you know, Matt talks about how he's got his people in his mm. make run challenge, and he talks about yeah. how everyone's on his side. Well, I've, little crew. I've got spies in my camp as well. What oh. do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean, Matthew. Your wife has just messaged me. Right. With a very interesting photo of a diagram that she found underneath your coffee table. What, what diagram? What diagram? Do, am I going to have to say it or are you going to come clean? I don't know what you mean. Well, it looks like a diagram of a football field 
with a Morty the Monster drawn over the top of it. You plotted this route, you little tiny cheater. One oh, minute. Stop! <laughs> He's cheated then, Rob. He's probably he cheated. cheated twice. First, first week. What was the what was the first rule of G of Strava Arc? You can't plot it. Yeah. And it also has to be over a mile. It had to be over a mile. You see so phones. Matt's Hello. Up, by the way, guys, are, are you, is Do first of all, is Donna okay? <laughs> she's not in. <laughs> she's gone. I don't know where she's gone. She's She's Collected. ran away so that Rob can't, uh, Matt can't have got her. Yeah, so you cheated. Well, th that's he... clear to me. I know who wins. And wait, 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 Jack. Uh, like, as much as I appreciate your, your judgment on the matter, I would like Tiny Tim to concede, please. You cheated. Yeah, oh, no. yeah having an announcement from him. Yeah, you've got to plot. You've got, you can't just draw plan. that. Plan, plan, Matt. Plan yeah. is the word. Not plan. plotting, planning. Yeah, it's just good planning. Did you cheat? Yeah, it's, 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 it's in the rules, isn't it? With the episode one, it was rules, weren't it? You can't plot. You I win. Wait till Donna gets in now. She's going to be hearing my wrath. <laughs> <laughs> she won't at all. <laughs> sorry, sorry, He's going to have a bit of short, angry man syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> um, three, three. Yes. It seemed like an insurmountable lead two weeks ago, and now because of COVID, finally working in my favour. <laughs> you being a little cheater. Oh. it level three three. Gutted. Hmo. Thank you very much, Nat. Anyway, thanks for your help. No problem. Maybe uh, next time you do some refereeing and get injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just do extreme refereeing quite often, so yeah, yeah. although COVID put a stop to that as well, so I might be all right for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nat, thank you so much. It was lovely seeing you. I hope the no next problem. couple of days go quickly, mate. All right. Yeah, yeah. Nice to speak to you both. Speak soon, yeah. mate. Bye. 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 Three, 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 the, the, yeah, the, the teddies are just fantastic, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Hopefully put a few more eyes on their product and yes. they promoted us loads on their page. So we're super they great. Have. Really, yeah. really cool guys. And also they they, they, they were encouraging uh, their followers to have a go at some Strava art. So hopefully we'll see a couple of attempts. Yeah. Uh, it's a beat mine. Yeah. No, yeah. You set the bar pretty high though, mate, haven't you? Not bad. Yeah. But, I mean, you cheated. To do I it, cheated, yeah, I didn't cheat. I plotted. I, I plan. Or planning, Robert. You cheated. You cheated <laughs> and didn't hide the evidence. Well, didn't expect Donna to sell you out. Oh, she's. she's, she's wait till she gets home. Telling you <laughs> again. Uh, you'll do nothing. Um, I'll do nothing. So we need to do next week's episode, don't we? Uh, next week's edition. Sorry, of make that run. We do. Any, so you're not going to do it again, are you? Even though you're clearly fine. 
No, no. I, I think other people are wanting to do it. Nat, Nat couldn't do it obviously for obvious, obvious reasons because she had to uh, self-isolate. So she was a bit, a bit gutted about that, bless her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got a couple of others that are wanting to have a go. So we've got our other uh, one of the other production stars, um, Becky. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I was going to have a go at you for just bagging out of stuff, but I feel like I've beat that drum quite a lot. <laughs> it has been quite nice getting the, the the production guys involved in the Make Matt Run stuff, hasn't it? So yes. getting them talking on the show and uh, telling a little bit about themselves and uh, and getting them involved has been really awesome because they work so so hard for us. So I think that it's a great idea to get Becky on. I've had an idea as well. So yeah. if you don't know Becky, our amazing friend Becky, Becky was on MasterChef. She was, yes. Yes, this, this year was or if, or if you're from the South, it's pronounced Jack. Master Chef. <laughs> Go back on mute. Master um, Chef. Master Chef, thanks, That's Jack. That's the one. So, yeah, Becky was on Master Chef because she's dead talented and stuff. Mm. How about if for her challenge, Becky drew the Master Chef logo? That'd be good, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I think it's quite a simple logo, isn't it, from, from memory? Well, to be honest, Matt, I feel like you need the win, mate, because I've just been ruining no. you late. Confidence. Look at that confidence. confidence. <laughs> so should we do that then? Yeah, let's do that, yeah. yeah Definitely. Cool. And then if any of you guys have done a Morty Monster, please do uh, please do let us know. Uh, send it through. Tag us in it. It'd be good to see you. Or any of the Strabrite. If there's any of them that you think you can do better, you can always definitely do better than Jack's Big Ben attempt. So have a, have, have a go at some of the uh, some of the challenges. See what see, see how you're doing. Send them in to us. We'd love to. We'd love to see them. Definitely. Um, yes. So one thing, medal. I, I I know I said it already. But I had a lot of fun working with medal munchers, and I think yes. it's been really nice highlighting some different companies uh, throughout the recording. So how about we talk about Smith Street Coffee? Yes, let's do that. Uh, Smith Street Coffee is based in Sheffield. It's a Sheffield mm. company. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a small independent coffee roaster located in Sheffield. People are raving at the minute, aren't they, about uh, going to uh, use your local, you know, your local small businesses to try and yeah. help them out during this this current climate. So why not why not give these guys a a, a quick look up and uh, give them some love? Yeah, definitely, because I think we you know we started talking about like running companies, didn't we? And mm. um, but the more we kind of thought about it, the more we thought, well, there's there's a lot of other small independent companies out there and i tell you what i flipping love coffee like i cannot get enough so um, and these guys make great coffee so they've won awards for it they've got a whole range um great taste uh i just think that they're worth having a look at what they do so they're at uh, smithstreetcoffeeroasters.co.uk yep that's right uh, you can check them out. You can, you know, you can get all the stuff online. Uh, that it, so COVID's not like stop them from operating. Mm-hmm. And we are going. We're working with them to do a competition. We're not in a competition for a while. So we are, good. yes, yeah. So what? What can people win, Matt? So people, if if uh, will win a pack of their award-winning Dark Peak Classic Espresso. Espresso, espresso <laughs> blend coffee. That's a tongue twister in itself, Espre- isn't it? No, so if you, stop, if you can stop. stop espresso if you can say that without no if you can say that then you win a mug (laughs) (laughs) you're going to be able to pronounce espresso dark heat classic espresso blend coffee that's the one yeah that's the one um a pack of their seasonal autumn espresso blend the don based on the river don i'm guessing uh coffee 
and a what the fart like mud mug you can we? Oh, are we going to throw in a mug as well? If, if you let us, you're precious about these mugs, so it's I've old. given a lot away lately. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going a bit rogue. Um, what? That's a good competition then. And to enter, all you got to do is the standard follow and tag on social media. Yeah. We'll uh, so we'll be sharing it on our Instagram, sharing it on our um, Facebook as well. It's going to be all over that over the coming week. So tag your friends, have a share, win yourself some coffee. If you don't like coffee, it's coming up to Christmas, so you could always give it to someone as a Christmas present, can't you? Give, give these guys a follow on Instagram as well. It's Smith Street Coffee on Instagram. Brilliant. Brilliant. Great stuff. Love it. Yep. Love a competition. Have you got a good news story for us this week, Matt? Well, I have, yes. This one's quite a, a fun one, this one, actually. Uh, a guy over in America, uh, in Idaho, uh, called David Rush, uh, has been busy running around uh, the Senatal High School track in Boys, Idaho mm-hmm. in America. But he's not only been running around that, he's been doing it while juggling, believe it or not. So he's, he's been, yeah, it's a world record for juggling. They call it joggling. So it's running <laughs> running and juggling at the same time. Yeah. So he's been doing that. He, he averaged uh, 11.19 per mile for the full uh, duration of what he ran. Okay. The record before this was 15 miles, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you've got to do it self-sustained so you can't have no help all your feed and drink and stuff has got to be done for yourself no hands because you've got to obviously you're juggling so you, you you can't you can't stop you've got to carry on juggling whatever whatever you're doing if if a ball falls that's it you're out you can't stop and start again um and he's managed to rock up 29 miles juggling while yeah while how long how his feet for uh so he did it in Five hours, uh, twenty-one minutes, and twenty-three seconds for twenty-nine miles. Sheesh! Averaging eleven nineteen pace. Yeah, so he had no help. So he had to have the uh, the camel pack in uh, in his mouth um, the whole time. He tied it to his mouth. He ended up with a bit of an injury on his mouth, <laughs> so he got all uh, bruising round his mouth where this camel pack uh, tube had gone in. So yeah, oh. David Rush, world record for uh, for juggling round a track for twenty-nine miles. That's amazing. Right, David Rush, you are our running hero of the week, sir. We salute you. Well done, lad. Uh, brilliant. Good story, that, Matt. Um, quick, a couple of thank yous. Yeah, a bit different. couple of quick thank yous before we get out of here. Thank you to Graham Lindley for our awesome theme music. Are we going acoustic this week, Matt? We went acoustic at the start, didn't we? Sure, sure we no. no. No, they're sick of hearing us do it. Uh, so we've got, so thank you, Graham. Make sure you check him out. Uh, doing all of his uh, acoustic sessions that he does on social media during lockdown. I'm sure he'll have some stuff coming out soon. He's awesome. Thanks to our production team. Thanks to Nat for coming on and doing the Make Nat Run Challenge. Uh, thank you to Lou for being an amazing guest at Lucy Gets Fit. Who have we got next week, Matt? We have got, I have totally forgot what we've got next week. <laughs> you put me on the spot there, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> we've got Kevin Dara. That's the right guy, Kevin Dara from over there in uh, in Ireland. In that very, I love his accent. It's brilliant. Yeah, he's got a very very nice voice, hasn't he? Uh, yes. It's a good one to listen to. Uh, Kevin's story is awesome, guys. So Kevin talks very very honestly about his journey uh, through running and his own battles with an eating disorder, which is 
incredible. Uh, and we're super grateful that he's coming on to talk so candidly and openly about it. You do not want to miss next week, guys. It's going to be a great one. Um, before we get out of here, last but not least, I am at Little Runner Boy Rob on Instagram and at Rob Itchrow on Twitter. Give me a follow. And I am at Matty Owls on Instagram and Matthew Taylor 6. Matthew is 1T, by the way. A lot of people don't know. Matthew Taylor 6 on Twitter. Uh, Jack, do you want to plug your social medias, mate? You've been on quite a bit today. Go on. Go on then. I'm uh, Jack Penn for running on Instagram. Nice and easy. I don't know my Twitter one. I think it's at Jack as underscore Penfold or something. You'll find me. It'll be there somewhere. I'm, I'm about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think I'm verified. You think you're verified? So. <laughs> Got your blue tick. Uh, right, that's it. Let's let's get out of here. Let's do it. <laughs>